Hey guys, welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, discovering connections between spirituality, mindset, and wealth. I'm your host, Melissa Milani. I hope that you're having the most magical day so far. It's the best thing I can wish for you in these weird times that we're living in. <laughs> On today's episode of the Namaste Podcast, I am bringing you the fabulous, the very psychic, psychic medium, <laughs> Lindsay Bradley. She is from Burnley in the UK, and I am very, very excited to share this with you because not only was this conversation so fulfilling and rewarding, and I learned so much, but also at the end of the episode, you know, the part when I usually pull a card for my guest. Well, this time, because Lindsay is a psychic medium herself, I got her to pull me some cards. And may I just tell you, it was so spot on that even two weeks later, I'm still like mind blown by some of the things that she said, because it was very specific. So cool that I got that on tape and that I'm able to share it with you guys. So Without further ado, we are going to jump into this episode. It's a fantastic one. Grab some tea <laughs> and biscuits. So British. Um, <laughs> and get ready because this is going to be a fun one to listen to. This episode of the Namaste podcast is brought to you by the Audible app. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash namaste to redeem your free audiobook with the 30-day trial. Audible is one of my favorite apps. I have been a subscriber since I feel like 2013. It's been a long time. Listened to hundreds of audiobooks and that's not even exaggeration. I love me some audiobooks. So if that interests you at all, if you like being read to, I personally love being read to, <laughs> then head on over to audibletrial.com slash namaste and you can redeem your free audiobook with the 30-day trial. Today on the show, I have a very special guest. Her name is Lindsay Bradley. She is a psychic medium as well as an inner child therapist, an empowerment coach, and a shadow work practitioner. So I recently, well, actually probably about a year ago now, I stumbled upon Lindsay on YouTube via a recommendation from my cousin Kelly in England. And I started watching her videos and man, was she spot on with her readings. And she does individual readings on YouTube as well as she does lives on Facebook. And anyways, I know this is a long introduction, but I'm very excited to have her on the show. So Lindsay, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's just start off with uh, how about you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and possibly your journey to where you are right now? Well, where do you start? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a very, uh, I would say, a very colourful laugh. Um, very dark. Been to the darkest of places. It hasn't been the easiest of laughs. I'll, um, it wasn't up until about five years ago I started to realise why my laugh was so hard. So I lost, my dad was killed when I was 16. Um, I was in care. Um I was raped at 15. I was I suffered domestic abuse. I was in a domestic abuse relationship. And then recently I suffered a narcissistic relationship 
And I do feel that that was a major awakening. I would say throughout my life, I've probably hit the dark night of the soul at least 10 times. People think the dark night of the soul is just like one period of like spiritual desolation. No, it's not. Spiritual Spirituality is it's a roller coaster. So each trauma brings on a new spiritual lesson. Hmm. And I feel I've got to that point now when I realised and I started looking into my life and why it was so horrendous and what lessons I could take from that. I realised I was life at 11, so I started doing research into that, which tells me I'm a spiritual illuminator. So I'm here to illuminate people spiritually, to bring people's gifts to the surface. Um, I've recently, in the last few months, started to attract teenagers a lot of teenagers who are feeling lost, um, feeling like they don't belong um, in finding themselves. And that is my spiritual purpose. It's I'm here as a teacher to awaken the younger generation so they can go out and it's their job to actually change the world. It's not mine. I'm here just to teach, to, you know, to guide them in their process. And they're the ones that are going to make the change. The next generation are the ones that are going to make the change. But... And that's how I got to where I am. I started reading. I've always been inclined spiritually. Um, my mum said there's no way I could remember the things that I, I can literally describe the house when I was 18 months old when my mum and dad split. That house doesn't even exist anymore. It was knocked down. And I described the front room to her. And she said at one point, I was four years old, I was walking down the street and I started throwing a full-on tantrum. And I needed her to cross over the road and the oldest little boy's hand because he couldn't cross over the road. And there were no little boy there. She couldn't see him. I could. And she said it used to just, things like that used to just happen, random things. Um, I used to spend a lot of time when I were alone. Um, I was bullied. I, would be diff- I was different. I was very different. I liked my own company. Of, you know, everything was very dark. Whereas now I'm more towards the light. So I even take on board colour therapy now. You know, I watch what I wear, I watch what colours I'm surrounded by because that affects my moods as well. Absolutely. You know, people's the, the colour that people are wearing, I can read people's energies by what colours they choose to wear. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's, it's highly strange. It's, I'm highly sensitive. I started reading tarot, I'd say about nine years ago now. Okay. Uh, before that it was just mainly channeling getting information but it was hard at the time I didn't have anyone to look up to anyone to ask any questions to that's why I'm glad that I can be here now for the younger generation because I didn't have anyone to say like I'm getting these thoughts in my head but I don't know if they're mine I don't know if there's someone else's and then when I started to say random things and the people that started me be like how do you know that that's when I started to realize I was channeling so I started to read other people's energies and then start to pick up on people. I'd pick up on things that I shouldn't know and I couldn't know. Um, one of my friends says I'm I'm more like 10D, you know, more than 3D. I struggle with the 3D element of life, to be honest. You know, the everyday, getting up, the chores, you know, that type of thing. I'm very much more in my spiritual. So I'm trying to gain some kind of balance in between my spiritual life and my human life. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 
Wow. Wow. What an incredible story. And you've touched on so many things that I want to comment on, like color therapy. That's very interesting because I chose to wear this color because I wanted to make sure that you felt comfortable and that I, you know, was light and happy. I try to think of that as well. When I, when I um, read it's, it's funny what you said, because I actually didn't understand color therapy for a very long time. And I used to wear a lot of dark colors and I too also have a very similar story to you where I was very depressed, bit of a loner, didn't like to hang out with people that much. I didn't know that I was always wearing black because inside I felt pink, (laughs) you know, I felt more colorful than what I was portraying. And then I, someone had pointed that out to me. And then I thought, Oh, why, why am I wearing that? And now ever since then, I really, I try to be mindful and I, I pick colors that represent how I feel so that also other people can, you know, really get a good representation of what's going on inside. And yeah. And also I hope you feel better when you wear different colors, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. man used to be black and red all the time, black and red. Now I seem to, it's that today. So this is out of my comfort zone. I've never done anything like this today. So then I've got leopard print on, bringing my wild side out, you know, trying to home in on my animal spirit guards. Love it. You know, that power. So yeah, I, I use a lot of color therapy nowadays. That's awesome. The leopard looks great on you. I was going to say, I really like what you're wearing. I used to have a dress like that actually. And I loved it. And it, it did make me feel very, powerful. Very different for me. Very different for me. But... It looks great. It looks awesome. It's so cool Thank hearing, you. hearing your story about uh, the little boy and, um, and how you would just, you would see things that is just, it's awesome. I mean, there's so many shows out there like Hollywood medium. I don't know if you've watched that yeah. show. And you hear, full of them. Yeah. And you hear them having similar experiences. And so I just think that that's so cool. And I definitely did kind of, but more on the psychic level, not so much seeing ghosts. So I think it's just, it's really cool when I hear people yeah. um, see spirit and yeah. So when did you start reading for people or doing the readings like you do now? Cause now you do it on YouTube and now you do it sort of, I'm assuming. Full yeah. Time. So Probably around seven years ago, um, I started dabbling, started reading for people, practicing with my cards. I'm an intuitive reader, so with the cards, when I'm doing a full reading, you could pick the same cards as the second person, but you, I'd give you a totally different message. Mm. So I'm an intuitive reader, so I don't go by the book. I've never really read any of the books unless they're oracle cards. Um, so I just it's in, it's more intuition than anything um each 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 card tells a story and it comes it depends what comes with it um so I started practicing on people that I know I was really quite shocked to be honest when I came out uh, oh sorry about that oh, <laughs> that's okay um when I came out as Lindsay the Tarot Reader, I actually thought I'd get a bit of backlash, a bit of banter, and no one, no one like was shocked. None of my family, my friends, they all just went along with it. My male friends, they were all coming for readings. Yeah, you know, it were it just that's how I knew that I was meant to be doing that because it just flowed. I didn't get no backlash from it. They were just it was just, yep, yeah, Lindsay Reed's Tarot, that were it. And everyone just took it on board. Um, so I started right seven years ago, built my web page, well, my um, Divinely Guarded 
Um, because I didn't want to be known as Lindsay, the tarot reader, you know, like the badge, the fame, the, you know, that type of thing. So I wanted it to be more of a, more of a select, you know, I want people to be guided towards me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I called myself Divinely Guided with Love. Because mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't about me as a person, it was my energy. So I felt like I don't advertise. So if people come to me, they're guided to me. That's how I treat it. And it just kind of built from there. It kind of flowed on its own. And then I just ended up doing it full time. It's what I love. I think I found myself really lucky that I'm actually now doing what I love. I don't get tired. I don't wake up in the morning and think, oh, God, I've got work today. You know, because every person is different. Every person who I see has got a different story, a different background. They've got different problems going on in the life, a different outtake on things, opinions. So every person I interact with, I learn something from every single person that I interact with as well. So it's like it's like an equal give and take, you know. So I'm giving them advice, but I'm also learning in that. Sometimes I'll do a reading and I think, yeah, I need to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. I need to take on that. I need to take that on board with myself. You know, that's super uh, reflective of you. I think that's that's definitely a Gemini quality. Uh, from yes. all of my Gemini friends, we're all very analytical and we we're thinkers and we we do like yes. to self reflect and and you know um, that that makes a lot of sense that you said that. Just hearing you say that, it's, it's also it's analyzing, isn't it? I'm, I'm double Gemini, born on a full moon, so um, oh. yeah. I was born on a full moon and um, yeah, it's definitely a Gemini quality. I'll go with that. It's the analyzing everything. Like this past 12 months, I've analyzed every scenario, going every person I've met, walking down the street and I found myself analyzing body language, what they're wearing, what must they be thinking. Yeah, you know, it's definitely that. But then again, we have gone into the age of Aquarius. So definitely air energy, the divine feminine. So Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Cause I knew that we were in the age of Aquarius, but, um, that's interesting hearing you say that because I've also been studying body language, like crazy recently watching there's like body <laughs> language experts on YouTube and I've been watching their channels and it's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. It is. You can tell a lot by someone's body language and I've noticed that in the last 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you're, you're so cool. Um, <laughs> I just love, <laughs> I, I love talking to psychic mediums, especially Gemini ones. <laughs> There's just so much to talk about. Um, and okay. So I remember reading on Facebook, uh, and also you, you were just touching on it briefly about how, um, growing up, you said that you had a lot of, um, just a lot of stones in your path, essentially. And, um, you said that you would dull your gifts with substances, which is very interesting because I have heard that story a lot with psychic mediums. And, um, yeah, I have two questions around that, but my first one I would say is that, um, you know, yeah, just curious as to your, your thoughts on that and, and why people do it and how you sort of came out of, you know, realizing that's what you were doing. Yeah, so I would find myself with anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I was picking up on a lot of other people's anxieties as well, but I didn't realize that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, alcohol is a suppressant. Right. So if I drink alcohol, it totally switches me off. 
I, I can't read. I can't. So I kind of swayed towards alcohol. Hmm. And it was around, I'd say, I think it's about four years now, three, four years now. I literally woke up one morning and it was, you're not going to drink here. Wow. And, but I was drinking quite a lot. I mean, every weekend for days, you know, if, if I were child free, I would drink in. I got into that, you know, that lifestyle of wanting to go to the pub, you know, being the pub, being around people of that, you know, being who were under the influence and things like that. And I just woke up one day and I just, I didn't want to drink anymore. You know, it, it was just one of those things. I think that's when I majorly started putting myself out there. I would say about four years ago, that's when I really started putting myself out there. And I started to deal with my emotions instead of trying to hide them behind alcohol. Because when you sober up, they're there, but they're there in double form. Yeah. You know, you, you've got the hangover, you've got this present, you've got the, it, it is a depressant, you feel down. Then you've got all these problems, feeling like there's no way out. Whereas if you sit there sober and you've got problems and analytically you can start looking at ways of dealing with things. Yeah. It, it brings a whole new approach. I kind of just, I just had this shift. I did start having a lot of dreams about my dad at the time. Mm. And um, there was a lot of suicidal thoughts. I was having dreams where I was, um, it was really strange. I'd have this old man, same old man all the time, black suit, really drawn, tall, skinny old man telling me like if you just take that bottle of tablets there you'll be able to be with your dad you know things like that and I'd wake up and it feels so re real I'd have to look at the side of me to make sure that they weren't the bottle of tablets that were there in the dream mm -hmm. so it was so real and then I had this major people will think I'm nuts but one night I had this major like I can't even experience it was just a major experience I was led in bed and I felt like I was asleep, but I felt like I weren't. Um, it felt like an helicopter was in my room. It was that strong. I was literally clinging to my duvet. And then it all just went deadly silent. I've never heard silence like it. It was almost like someone had put a funnel in my ear. And I couldn't sleep. I had sleep paralysis, but I weren't scared. And I knew something would come in. And then straight away through my ear, I heard, and I know it was Archangel Michael, and I know it was. To this day, I will, I will put on my, my name to it. I heard him say, I will now lead you toward your friends. And I never knew what that meant until the last two years, because the last two years, my soul tribe have come in. My, like one of my friends who I've known since I was little, we've got back together. She's now practicing shamanism, you know. Wow. It's just, you know, like soul brothers come in, soul sisters, they've come in. I literally have my soul family right now. And I know to this day that is what he was telling me. That is where I was going. Wow. I was going towards my soul family. If you are of a spiritual nature, you need that soul family. You need that soul tribe. Otherwise, I can't go to a, you know, well, to a normal. <laughs> I can't go to a, a, someone who doesn't experience the same things I do and tell them the things that I experience or the thoughts that I'm getting and things like that because they, they drink our nuts. They would. 
For they sure. think I'm nuts. Where I can go to this group, I've got a group now where I can go, there's no judgment, I can say exactly what I get. You know, and they'll work with it with me. They'll journey with me. They'll help me with Reiki. It, you know, they help me so much, yeah. so much. They help me try and, like, tune down my sensitivity sometimes. I went into my masculine quite a lot because I've always had to be on defence. So one of my soul brothers at the minute is helping me tune into my divine feminine. Ah. So we're trying to tone down the masculine and I'm trying to bring out the feminine. So that's why I'm trying to look more feminine, trying to behave more feminine, so I can go up more with my intuition and not be on guard all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think, again, the age of Aquarius, the divine feminine energy, we're coming out of the Parthian age, which is the wounded masculine, control, power, money. We're gone in, Now we're into the divine feminine age, the age of Aquarius, which is all going to be about intuition, healing. It, you know, it, it's... Uh, but So I am on a roll, I am... It might feel like a roller coaster, but when you think about it, I always end up hitting it exactly as I should. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting. I was actually just talking about soul tribes last night with one of one of the people that I would say is a part of my soul <laughs> tribe. So um, that's wonderful because I had someone on the show and I was a little bit nervous about sharing the episode because this person I would say is also part of my inner soul tribe, but we got yes. really open. And I, there was a part of me that thought, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready <laughs> or I, if I want people to know these thoughts that I had openly on the yeah. show, because you know, like it's just, yeah. Yeah. You could just trust your soul person with everything. Yeah, right. But, yeah. um, but because it's, it was in such a weird way and we were like doing a podcast episode, we both got very open because it's just natural yeah. for us to be that way together. And anyways, <laughs> that's, 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 so that's so funny. That's so funny. I'm curious on to your thoughts though. So, um, would you consider sugar being something that people use to dull their gifts? And I, yes. Okay. You would. Okay, great. Cause that's, that is my, my thoughts. And I definitely have the British sweet tooth um, and I eat yeah. a lot. And I think that I have caught myself at least a lot recently where there's a lot of change happening in my life. And Terry's chocolate orange is like, that's my girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I eat it like way too much. And, but I find though, when I, when I go to eat it, it's when I'm like overwhelmed or nervous. And then I feel even worse afterwards. And so yeah. I, I think that that is kind of my thing that I do to dull when I'm feeling a little bit. So I was curious, yeah. to, like your thoughts. Yeah. Most, most definitely um, certain foods especially sugary foods like you mentioned um, so when I've done it and you get to the point I've got to the point where you, you're eating just for the sake of eating it and you're starting to feel sick your belly's starting to hurt in, mm-hmm. but you've still got to finish it you know it's so you get to the bigger bars or the bigger boxes or the you know it, it's it's a form of self-punishment if you think about it it's almost like you know that you're doing it you know you're starting to feel sick and you know you've hit that limit but you carry on doing it you carry yeah. on doing it yeah it is a, it's a form of self-punishment people do punish themselves with food 
and then you've got the guilt afterwards. <laughs> totally. Totally. Well, I've tried, I've tried a few times to rewire that belief and think this is bringing me joy <laughs> and it only lasts like so long. <laughs> it lasts yeah. for like a couple of the little orange slices, but then yeah. know, I eat the whole thing. I'm like, okay, Melissa. <laughs> much. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> oh boy. So I also heard that you lucid dream a lot, which I find fascinating yeah. uh, because, okay. I'm first off just curious if it comes natural or did you practice techniques? Cause I know people have practiced techniques and gotten no. to the point where they can do it. That came naturally. I've always done it. Whoa. I've always done it. Um, since I can remember, I've always done it. And I've just recently picked up on something that spirit use I've got four children and my 18-year-old is my second born. Um, he's a lap path one. So he's meant to be a leader. He's meant to help change. Uh, but he's had his own issues as well with drugs and stuff. And he's clean now. And he's gone through his healing and he's very spiritually aware. But spirit use him to deliver messages. So I will dream of my son. I, I once had a dream of my son a couple of years ago. And he'd got into um, a white taxi cab and it was a sliding door. And I knew that I needed to get him out and I could not open this sliding door. So the day after, I, I said, you're not going anywhere. You're not allowed out today. You're not going anywhere. The same night, my eldest daughter, she'd just learned how to drive, bless her. She'd, instead of going in reverse, she'd gone into first gear and she actually drove through someone's white garage sliding door. Whoa. So, and then I thought, well, that were a bit strange. I dreamt last night that Leon was stuck in this door. Well, on Saturday, on Friday night, I dreamt that Leon was in hospital, but then I was taking him to a shop. And on Saturday afternoon, my other son had an asthma attack. I had to rush him to the hospital. And then on the way back, I took him to the shop and I was sat outside in the car, dawn of recognition, I dreamt this last night and it was Leon. So I think they use Leon to Whoa. warn me of the other things happening with my other children. <laughs> it's really strange. Whoa. But I do have very, very funky dreams. Like I can go different places. Uh, it's not always on the earth plane. I can sometimes I dream that I'm not even human, like I'm matter, like I'm like dust. Mm. You know, like you just like they're existing I can see things it's um yeah there's been quite a lot of that happening lately whoa that's I yeah. mean I've lucid dreamed maybe two or three times in my life and it's just happened but to hear that this happens to you all the time is so cool I wish I could yeah. have this happen to me all the time I would just oh, no. lying <laughs> every night no <laughs> does it no, drive you a bit no. crazy then it's um when I lucid dream I'll get to the point, it actually drains me because I wake up oh. sometimes and I feel like I've not been asleep. So then I'll have like a mad week where I'll sleep literally like 12 hours a day and I will not dream. Wow. I, I, actually, I, I actually ask them to give me like a few nights off sometimes. <laughs> like don't allow me to dream tonight. So I'll try and do anything not to dream. I won't watch anything before I go to sleep. I won't listen to anything on YouTube. So I'll try and keep my head blank. Um, otherwise I'm, I'm off again it only takes one thing and it just it sets me straight off it's uh it's really strange I had um uh, do last year 
I kept seeing in my dreams, I kept seeing this blue man and I couldn't understand who we were. He never spoke to me. And the dream would be a normal dream, like a reality on earth dream, but it was always there in the background and I'd just smile at him. Okay. So then I mentioned it to my friend and I'm like, I feel like I'm going nuts. I keep seeing this blue man all the time in my dreams. And she said, funnily enough, I've seen a blue circle around your house. You've been protected by, by blue avians. So I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what they were. So I've had a look into it. And it is, it's a spiritual, um, they're from like a different dimension. I think they call, I think they call them Arcturians. Blue I've Arcturians. heard the name. I've heard the name before. Yeah. Um, well, they've kind of gone away now. But at that time, I was coming into, I didn't know, but I was coming into a very stressful time. So we went through eviction during uh, the pandemic and things like that. But I ended up manifesting, I'm a life half 11, I ended up manifesting my perfect house, which is number 11. I've got my own office. I don't have to pay for an office room. I've got, you know, it's more, it's easy. It's uh, cheaper. It's it's like literally perfect. Wow. So everything happens for a reason. For sure. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear. I love that. I love a good manifesting story. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, everyone was saying to me, no, it's getting close now, Lindsay. You need to start looking right now. Like, no, because if I look at a different house, I'm telling the universe that I'm not right bothered about that one. And I am going for that one. And then I got chores for it. So yeah, but I do love manifesting. Oh yeah. It's the best. I would say that I manifested this place that I'm in right now. I think we were briefly yeah. talking about that via yeah. email, um, ever since being here. Well, I mean, I quit, I actually quit social media in September last year and I've been on this journey on this journey. And mind you, obviously I'm still promoting this show. Yeah. Um, but I've been, um, ever since quitting it, I, and moving in here, I'm so productive. I'm so much happier. And I do think this is like, I have been needing this. I, I, yeah. I definitely think I was maybe in the dark side of my soul <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just a year ago. And, and mind you, I think it was my literal one, how people say it's on like the 29th year. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I just turned 30. So it was probably my actual one, but, um, interesting though, to hear that you think that that can happen more than once. I didn't know that I've never heard yeah. that before. That's really, yeah. I mean, I can, I can believe it just based off my own life and then hearing your stories as well. Um, yeah. but anyways, I do think I manifested this place and it's, uh, you, you can tell, you can tell when it's, when it's an, when it's a genuine manifestation, when I, since mm-hmm. I've been here, my business has doubled. Um, so I feel more energetic I feel more motivated my children are more motivated Uh, you know I've got my own space I can literally shut that door now and be at home and not at work so I've got that balance whereas before I was working from my own dining room so it felt like I was constantly at work Uh, so I can have that break in between work and home life now but yeah it's it's worked out for the best it's uh the art of manifestation but as with the dark night of the soul I do feel like that's what's it's that's where the shadow work comes in if there's things that we haven't sorted and um you know sat with and taken on board I think that it comes back around full circle so then we get taught it again so uh, it's these karmic lessons and I feel like that's the dark night of the soul I feel like it's an onward going process 
Oh, interesting. Um, I was just learning about this not too long ago because I got a reading. I don't know if it was just a random email because I get those like horoscope emails (laughs) or it could have been something like that. Or maybe it was actually someone telling me, I can't remember, but I remember someone warning me that I, if I don't change something about my life, then I was going to repeat the lesson from 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting because I, I don't know, 10 years ago, I was in a similar place. So <laughs> maybe this is what I'll ask you to find out for me when you're pulling me a card later. But, <laughs> but anyways, I am curious about the shadow work that you do. Cause you said that you're a shadow work practitioner. What, what does that mean? So what, what would you do to help someone with that? So, well, it's different with every person. With every person, um, it depends what they're going through. So my own shadow work was dealing with my own shadow self. So it was about, um, like I said, about the masculine energy. I've always felt like, so I'm, I'm quite a chunky girl. When I was younger, I was, I was quite slim. Okay. And I realised in doing my own shadow work that no matter how much I diet or anything, it's not going to come off because I've been using my weight to keep me safe. I use my weight, if you get what I mean. So I had to delve straight into that, which has brought a hell of a lot of things up because I have been very body conscious and things like that. And I think that's what we're awakening, the shadow aspect of that. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to my deepest fears. My deepest fears was, at that time, what other people see what other people think of me, uh, it was overthinking, you know. Now I'm at a point where I do, I embrace my shadow now. Mm-hmm. I embrace it because it's not something, people see shadow work, like as in your ego, um, as a negative thing. And I think it's a powerful thing mm-hmm. because it's not all love and light. Life is not all love and light. I'm not here to say life is all airy-fairy and we can have whatever we want and, you know, life is brilliant. It's not. Life's a roller coaster. And if we get good days, we get good days. And if we get bad days, we need to deal with those as well. And that is part of it. It's how you deal with those, how you interpret things, um, generational things, what you've been taught when you were younger. So as you get older, you you realise within your shadow, you're carrying other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if I wrote down, if I asked someone a question, so where has this belief come from? Have you heard this belief or is this something? And I would say nine out of ten times, it's been from a parent or a caregiver, you know. So it's not that person's belief. So then it starts question. They start to question then where, what is their belief on that matter? Hmm. You know, it's that, it's, um, Yeah, shadow work, it can go quite deep. It can go, you know, I work with people who have suffered abuse um, and things like that, you know, and it's self-blaming and and things like that. Things that you you can't control everything. We can't control everything. And that's one of the main issues of shadow work. It's about succumbing. It's about sacrificing it. It's about letting go. And I still do that. I still am in counselling. Um, but I've chosen to go with a spiritual counsellor because he listens, he, he knows me and he listens to me and he understands what I'm saying. I can be totally open with him in what I'm saying. 
so I'm still on my road to healing. I'm still on my healing journey. And I don't think, to be honest, I don't think anyone ever gets to that point of total, no. you know, I want to be learning to the day I hit my deathbed, you know. Absolutely. I'm not a know-it-all. I am not a... I haven't got the answers to the universe. I'm, I'm learning just like everybody else. I've been put here at this time for a reason to help other people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I'm still learning. And that is embracing my dark side. I embrace my dark side as much as my light side. I don't class myself as a light worker. I class myself as a dark worker, um, oh, which can be, if you if you Google dark worker. Misinterpret work, it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> people misinterpret it. And I don't mean that. What I mean is I'm not scared of delving into the darker aspects of people's emotions and mindsets, even my own. It doesn't scare me, you know, and that's where the love and light type energy goes away with me because I think we need to embrace the dark. We need to embrace our negative aspects, Mm -hmm. you know, as well as our positives because our negative aspects, they're still a part of us. For sure. And if we didn't deal with, you know, our issues, we would never get to the light, right? Exactly. You have to sometimes go through the dark in order to get back to the light, you know, but I, I like the way that you look at it because, um, it's the same way as looking at positive and negative and saying there is no positive and negative. It just is what it is. And life is, is everything. It's both positive and negative. It's both dark and light. And we need to be okay with both of them because they're both. Yeah. It's, it's the equilibrium, isn't it, within the darkness and the light. To me, the dark work, I always imagine it as, it's almost like a bungee cord. So if you, especially if you've got spirit, a soul tribe or a soul group family, I class them as like the bungee cord wrapped around me so I can go into the dark because I know they're going to pull me back totally. into the light. It's about having that type of, and if, if you don't have those type of people, that's where people are usually gathered to me. So then hopefully I can be their bungee cord. Mm-hmm. So I can pull them back into the light. I can let them venture into their darkness, but I'm there to pull them back into the light when they need to. That's beautiful. And and yeah, I do think that's why it is important that people have a soul tribe because I think they're the types of people that just understand your soul so well that they yeah. are able to decipher between like what you need to hear as opposed to what it seems that the situation is like the soul tribe just can feel out and, and have different perspectives as opposed to being able to just be quite surface level, which I do think people that aren't necessarily part of your soul tribe, they, if you go to them with, you know, a certain situation and asking for advice, they wouldn't necessarily be able to give you advice. That's for your highest good, whereas yeah. your soul tribe will know what's for you yeah. because they understand your soul. Yeah, I've noticed yeah. with my soul tribe, it's it's not as much much advanced. What they do is they would give their what they think is happening and why it's coming up and maybe what we could do to look at it. You know, from the different. I, I'm quite lucky because they're all from different. Uh, backgrounds they've all from different they've all got different gifts um you know I've got uh my Reiki master nice. so then I've got um, a lady who's absolutely amazing in business so she, but she's so spiritual but she keeps me grounded um uh, my brother my soul brother does the Reiki my soul sister she's the shamanic so she'll actually if I'm struggling 
she'll actually do a meditation with me. We'll both journey. It's so strange because we get up afterwards, we have a pen and paper, we write down exactly what we've seen, and then we put them together and they always link. Wow. She's always she always finds me. She always manages to find me in the journey. It, you know, I love it. But I get a lot of answers because when we come out of that, I get a lot of answers for for the things. Sometimes I just want to journey on things. Sometimes it's like it's about coming out of the mind, trying to stop using the brain yeah. to make decisions. And sometimes it's just about clearing the thoughts and letting it come in on its own. Mm-hmm. And that's where Gemini's struggle. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where we struggle because yeah. we have this analytical part of our brain that needs facts. It needs to know, it needs to see, it needs tangible evidence. But then we also have the flatty part of our brain, which I feel like we're really lucky because we're when we're a musical sound, we can go all over it. Every single sound mm-hmm. affects us, every single moon affects us. Yeah. You know, so we do have this roller coaster of every, every, everything at the minute, especially we've got a lot going on in air at the minute. We're in the age of Aquarius, Mars is in, uh, Mars is in Gemini, uh, we've got the full moon in Libra. So it's all air energy. Yeah. So it's all thoughts, it's all business. And it's for a Gemini, especially, it's about clearing the thoughts. And that is the hardest part for a Gemini. Oh, yeah. Hardest. It, you, have you ever dated a Gemini before? No, for some reason, I seem to attract fire signs and I think I need to stay away from them. <laughs> you mean like, like Sag- is Sagittarius a fire sign? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yes. Sagittarius are our perfect match though. So that's I, Yeah, apparently, apparently so. Sagittarius is uh, apparently so. But I've well, <laughs> well, you know what? It, it, uh, it also depends on their like rising, their yeah. sun, their moon, right? Like there's so many elements that need to be in place. Like for example, so my, my boyfriend, I've been dating him for four years. He's a Gemini, funny enough. And <laughs> what I was going to say is like dating one is it is like a roller coaster because we're, we're both on it and it's yeah. up and down and it's crazy. But his rising is um a Sagittarius so I think yeah so I think maybe that's where we um we work but it's it's funny because I hearing other Geminis when they date Geminis sometimes it can be tumultuous like it can be so bad well they say don't they with a Gemini and a Gemini it's either going to go one way or other yeah (laughs) we've been been lucky because he said his his ex-girlfriend actually was a Gemini as well and it it was a really bad relationship he just loves his Geminis (laughs) yeah I've never I've never actually attracted another essence that's funny. Oh, really? Not mm-hmm. even like um an Aquarius, never? No, always oh, fire. That's funny. That's funny. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Sages are supposed to be. So maybe, <laughs> maybe there's something to that. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, there's a couple things that I want to do before we end, but this is just so fun. So I just, I'm sorry if I'm taking too much of your time because this is just. No, so- it's okay. Um, I wanted to ask you if you could maybe tell us a spirit story. Like I know you mentioned when you were a kid, you had seen the spirit across the street. Do you have any other mm-hmm. fun stories like that that you'd love to share? Oh, which ones? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe oh, well, a reading. I will give you one. Um, that my son, he'll probably listen to this as well. He'll be laughing when I say this. So I have four children and they were all living at home at this time. Uh, my two eldest have moved out now. Um, so we're all living in an, in an, a really old house. 
and I was sat on my bed wide awake. I was just taking my boots off and um, my second eldest, the, the one who I was on right before, he's very, he's very awake um, spiritually. And he's actually linked with Archangel Michael before in meditations and things. Um, but so I'm unzipping my boots and I feel someone looking at me. So I presume it's one of the kids. So I've looked towards my bedroom door and there's an old lady there giggling like a little cackle, like a naughty little giggle. But at the end of the street, there was a care home. And I know one of them kept uh, going missing and stuff all the time. So they were up. So for some reason, I thought she'd wandered into my house. Oh my So gosh. I've gone, what the, like, you know, so I've gone like, but she's gone running. And she ran into my daughter's bedroom and Leon went, Mum, did you just see her? Did you see her? I could see her sat on his bed. And I'm up. And so we both run into Ebony's room. And then Ebony's like, sat up in bed, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing? But me and my son both saw her. Little old woman, long white night, just giggling at my bedroom. Like she just cackled, like giggling at me, thinking it was funny. Whoa, that's so funny. <laughs> no way. Yeah. It, I mean, it's even more proof like that your son saw her as well. That's that's incredible. That's well, that, that's what made me so adamant. I had to search the house because I kept thinking, oh, checking doors. I'm thinking, have I got a little old woman in my house that's come from care home down road? <laughs> um, and as soon as Leon said, did you see her mum? And I thought, no way. And I'm getting everything. She's running here and she's like, no one's coming apart from you two. <laughs> That's so funny. That actually yeah. happened to my mom and I one day. Um, funny enough, I do think that my intuitive side comes from my British side of the family, my mom's side. Yeah. Um, and we were we were coming home from somewhere and my brother was sitting, tying his shoes, like, uh, on the stairs at the, at the end of the stairs. And, and then he went into the basement and, and then a second later, he came downstairs from the upstairs <laughs> and my mom and I were looking at each other and we were, we were like, what? And we, we stared at my brother for a good minute and we we're like, oh my gosh, we both just saw you tie your shoes and go down into the basement. <laughs> it was incredible. It was so, so cool. It was cool that we both just saw that. So I don't know, maybe that could have just been his soul wandering. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, it could have been. It could have been different dimensions, time zones. You might have just both literally seen something. It is always good. My, my son took some photos of me at, me, um, at my dad's. Uh, cemetery where he is and we actually got um I've got a row of people in suits at the side of me um yeah and there's a man as well with a cloak over his head whispering into my ear we've got that on a photo as well oh my gosh can you share that with me I want to see that that's so cool (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll get him off my page and email and see cool that's awesome I actually I have um a, a crazy story around that as well I I do Reiki I'm a Reiki master myself yeah and I have um, a Reiki group, the three of us, we get together and we'll just give Reiki to each other. And um, one time when I was on the bed, um, my friend was giving me Reiki and my other friend decided she was going to take pictures. She took three pictures. Like, you know how on your phone with the iPhone, you just like keep tapping yeah. a thousand. So she was doing that. And when we looked at the pictures later, it clear as day, you see a ball of yellow light come from my friend's forehead 
in one picture, the second wow. picture, it had moved. And the third picture, it was right in front of my face. And there wasn't any flash. There wasn't nothing. And I had no, people no. That understand photography, like analyze yeah. it, and they go, no, that's, that's very interesting because yeah. no, yeah, it, there was no evidence of it being like manufactured of any sort. So it was pure energy. And if you zoom oh, in, you can see the ball out of like, yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you to see. And I'll, yeah, definitely. Next I'll, time I break, I'll be saying to him, let's put a video recorder on. <laughs> seriously. It, it was so cool. It was so, so cool. But anyway. Yeah, we've had, we've had some mad, mad things in Reiki. I, I end up going off in Reiki. I don't know where I go. I come back. Um, I've been talking about the Seven Sisters and all sorts. You know, I've been coming up with, coming out with all different stuff. I, Reiki seems to, it kind of just switches me off and I can just go wherever I want. Oh, that's and cool. my channelings, after I've been to Reiki, I can come home and I can sit down, I can write essays, like, just about... But I didn't even know what... Go back six years, I didn't know what a macabre was. And I kept getting it in my head and I kept writing it. And I thought it was like a Japanese sword or something like that. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> macabre, you know. And then uh, it weren't until I, I listened to something on YouTube and the woman said it. And I, I like, literally froze. Like, and I couldn't believe what she, And she was talking about it's the spiritual, how we come down to earth. It's, you know, it's our vessel. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. So I'm going back through all my notes. And I was, and and I actually wrote something like, uh, "Your gifts, your talents, uh, your spiritual macabers." Uh, we needed to what were it? It was something about um, getting ready for this like spiritual war. And I did that in two thousand and eighteen. I wrote that, and when all this happened, I, it took me back to that channeling because I think I shared it on my divine page. It was like harboring the innocent. Um, taking care of the innocent and it rolled about good and evil and bad versus good you know it, it was crazy everything I channeled it was just coming through it was happening wow. and I just thought when it rolled happening I thought wow I feel like I'm in World War Three, but it's like spiritual whoa that's cool and that was after a Reiki session yeah every time I have a Reiki session I seem to be really wide open to it well it makes sense because through Reiki we have the intention of of helping clear the chakras, right. And mm -hmm. sending, you know, Reiki to the person. So that, that does make sense. Um, but now I kind of want to <laughs> do some Reiki and do, and see if I can channel better. That's, that's really interesting. Um, you should write a book. Have you ever thought about that? I've been, so I've been actually, I've actually been talking about, uh, writing a book, but I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> you should do it channeled. You should channel it. You, do you know, um, I have it right here, actually. Esther and Jerry Hicks asking oh, it is no. given. Oh, oh my gosh. You got to get on Amazon right after this and purchase I'm, it down. <laughs> I'm telling you, this book is amazing. Um, so asking it is given, do you know about the emotional guidance scale? I'm assuming you do. Yeah. Okay. So she, she started it and it, it was created in from channeling and she put it in this book and that's how it became a thing. So she was kind of like the, the mother of the emotional guidance scale. And this whole book is channeled. So that's what I see you doing. I think you could totally do something like that. Maybe do something. Well, um, when I designed my empowerment uh, tarot, uh, I actually channeled the book to that. Every message, it took me about two years. <laughs> every message for every card is channeled. Um, I went into meditation and I channeled 
I'm sorry. I did not know this. You have your own tarot deck. I do. Yeah. I only published it though and sold it locally, but I am looking towards doing it up a little bit, tweaking it a little bit and then maybe put it out there. But yeah, I called it the empowerment Oracle deck. Wow. That's so, so cool. That's me. And that's Lilith, my guard. Oh my gosh. Are, is that what you're going to be using with me today? Yeah. That is so cool. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. Cause I'm just like, I'm so excited. So what I'll do, I'll give you mine first. Cause I pre, yeah. I pre um, pulled some cards for you just cause sometimes I get into my thoughts and I'm like, ah, I'm just going to pull them already. So that go for it. Okay. So I feel I have four cards and I'm going to do what you do and just go with my intuition. I try to challenge myself to do this, but yeah. sometimes I get, you know, worrisome and I'll <laughs> use the card book. Um, <laughs> but for this stream, I will do this. So I have two separate, I, I separate them into two different piles because I feel they're two separate things. What so. are you using? Psychic tarot? I am. I was drawn to using this one. Yeah. I feel like you would I like this it. one. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> I had two different decks and I was even going to say to myself, I was going to play a game with you and like write down on a piece of paper, which one you were going to choose. <laughs> and, and then I was like, oh, I feel like she's going to like this psychic tarot. So I'm glad that yeah. you said that. It's perfect. Okay. So two different subjects that I want to touch on. I don't, yeah. I don't know if they're subjects or just two different things in, in general. Go for so, it. The first card that flew out is all about moving on. Okay. So I, when I looked at this originally for everyone listening to this on audio, I am going to post this episode via video version, but for audio, there is a man and he's kind of like walking into this beam of yellow light. Um, there's like leaves falling all around him. He's, it looks like he's holding something. It looks like a necklace maybe, but in any case, he's walking away and I don't know if I feel that this is someone like passing on. I feel like this is someone walking away and, but I feel like it is for your highest good. I don't, I, I think that there's someone leaving your life that it's, um, it's a good thing. And, and even more so when I pulled this card, so this is the next card that came with it. It's called choose wisely. And yeah. I love this card because mm -hmm. Um, usually, you know, I don't always take what the message on the card says. Sometimes I will just look at the visual. Um, yeah. but when I pulled this card, it came upside down and, you know, with other decks that mean something with this deck, it doesn't really, it's all like the same, no. but I pulled it upside down. I think for a reason, because as I looked at the card, so there is a man sitting on a giant deck, um, surrounded by water and his hands are open. And usually when I pull this card, it means that you have many different choices, many different directions that you can go in. But when I look at this and I look at the man with his hands open, he looks like he's sort of meditating. I think that you will know what direction that you need to go in. And the hands are open because it's representing you being intuitive intuitively guided to yeah. what is right for you and which direction you should go in. And, um, I feel that you staying open and recognizing that this person leaving your life is for your highest good. Um, and that you're being led in the right direction that will do yeah. you well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the first, um, sort of thing. This now this, these are two separate cards about, I feel like this is in regards to your career. 
Um, so I love this card. This is the firm foundation card. And generally when I am drawn to this card, I am usually drawn to the, the triangle and how it's red. And it's kind, it kind of just emphasizes that you're, um, you're really in your root chakra, you're grounded. Um, and when it says firm foundation, I am drawn to that for you. I think that it means that right now you're putting in the groundwork, you're building a foundation for yourself. Um, because, you know, you, you're going through a cycle of, there is going to be a lot of prosperous things coming into your life, but I do feel looking at the next card that you need to know that not everything happens like this, Yeah. <laughs> that sometimes, you know, life kind of is a waiting game. Like, you know, sometimes when I look at this card, I do get a little bit anxious because myself, I also struggle with wanting things to happen instantly. And some things do, it depends on our life path, but, um, you know, I think that when I look at this card for you, I think it's just more of understanding. Oh, wow. I just said about putting the roots in. It's a tree. Yeah. It's a tree. I didn't even realize that. So for everyone listening via audio, we have um, an hourglass and inside the hourglass, there is a tree and there's, you know, some roots at the, at, on one end and then there's the branches on the other end. And then it says the waiting game. And so, yeah, I just feel like you've put in the roots and, you know, all will happen in the right time. Life yeah. is just kind of the waiting game and you kind of just have to, you know. It's also the number two. And I've been telling all my friends oh. that I've got a two year plan that I don't know what it is, but oh. in, two, in two years, I'll be where I should be. Perfect. Thanks for the validation. That's great. That's, that's, that's what I feel in term in terms of your career. So I think, yeah. yeah. Would you say that it made sense that these were separate? Cause I don't feel like they're the same. Yeah. Because that one's already happened. The person that Leaving. needed to go so that I, I could fall that into my life that happened the end of last year. Gotcha. Okay. So that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then this is your career. Cool. All right. Well, Ooh. I will leave that with you and say, God bless. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give you uh, Melissa. Crown chakra. So you are channeling. <laughs> so you are using your intuition. You've just been doing that with me. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so your crown chakra is wide open. Challenges or blockages, heart chakra. Okay. So, and it's funny that you, you are a Reiki master. You're getting all the chakra cards. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you might need a bit of a Reiki boost yourself, mm-hmm. but it's about channel- channeling your heart's desires. It's about, you know, from your heart, self-love, self. Why did I just get screenplay in my head? Um, I'm I writing a screenplay. A- Are you writing a screenplay? I am. Right. What's on. a screenplay? Is that like a film, a movie? Yes, it is. I'm literally writing. I'm at the very end of finishing my screenplay. Tomorrow is when we're supposed to finish, my friend and I. Yeah, oh. spot on. I got shivers. Yeah, I, would, I would have just called it a film. <laughs> <laughs> but, call it a, a screenplay. Well, it's a screenplay because the screenplay is the literal word that you would use for for um, a film, like from the writing perspective. So that's, oh, yeah. that's spot on. So as it coming around now, we've got love. So the energy is love. You've got the heart chakra. So we've got love. So it's nice, nice balanced energy. Mm-hmm. It's creativity as well with the orange being there. I keep being, it's all about the colours. See, colour therapy, uh-huh. but the sacral chakra, the, it deals with creativity and ideas. Mm-hmm. It's there, it's shining bright. So it's like you're loving what you're doing. 
Well, and the girl on the card, she looks like my best friend, Fegan, whom I'm writing the screenplay yeah. with. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So we've got recent past. I'm doing you a Celtic. So recent past, we've got peace and content with the happy home last. So that would be the house move. Okay. Yep. Definitely. That would be moving to a new home. So at present. Yay, it's all family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I love that card. So, sad. so that's at present. So you are being so you are surrounded by the right people. Yes. So empowerment wise, your card's beautiful. That's perfect also that you just said it that way because my friend and I, I just did an affirmation meditation the other day and we said, I am surrounded by the right people. That's literally what we said. Well, definitely are. Your soul <laughs> sister right there. I called it soul sisters, but it's soul family, soul tribe. You're surrounded by the right people because in the future, you've got freedom. So freeing yourself from any old karmic shackles Mm-hmm. that you might still be carrying so you're already free from them but subconsciously could still be carrying certain things so it's to free yourself from something um so advice on that situation <laughs> so you've got your knowledge so gaining knowledge but it's also healing hands which is my reiki card <laughs> ah, beautiful so it's about you giving healing receiving healing it's being open towards healing but it's healing hands. It's putting the hands to play the magic um, in gaining knowledge. So you definitely, it's definitely studying and screenplay. So then I want to get you an energy card for Melissa, please. When it wants to give me one. And there we go. Oh, contract. Oh, so contract. The number six, so it's my book. So this is the only ones that I use the book with, the Oracle deck. So you've got contract, and it came out upright. Partnerships and legal commitments. This card shows a contract in the background ready to be signed, indicating a committed connection of some sort. Mm -hmm. This union may be a business deal or the sale of a home, a new job, or even a commitment. Whatever the connection, this card is more than a casual agreement. It's usually something that requires a document that's binding, at least for the time being. The scales of justice also indicate that if legal action is underway, it's likely to turn out in your favour. This card shines a light on potential new opportunities, so remain aware and receptive to what may be coming your way. So it looks like you've got new contracts, new deals to be signing, but I feel like there's a contract that there's something coming that you're not seeing because... I look straight at the blindfold. I see. Okay. So it's almost like there's some kind of surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes in around June. I feel like June's significant for you. That's I what like- I, I said in my head when I saw six. Right away, I was like, June. I said that to myself. Yeah. Okay. Go with I'm Ooh. going with June. I feel like this life is surprised, but it's good. It's fruitful. Okay. Something off in June. Because originally I, um, when you, when you full first pulled it, I thought, um, it had to do with my acting, um, because I'm, I'm in the process of getting a new agent and that was what I feel. But then as you started talking and you reacted to the binding and you're, you're talking about the contract, I literally actually am waiting on one this week. Cause I booked two voiceover gigs in oh, cool. uh, last week, but I'm waiting for the person to send me a contract and it should be coming like today. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's coming in, but I do feel like this. 
I feel like there's contracts coming in around you now, but I definitely feel like there's something that's hidden for reasons, for reasons unknown. But I feel like it's it's a surprise. I feel like June is significant. Cool. Hey, so it's a nice season. Manifesting something. Yeah. <laughs> Offline, man. Yeah, I think we're both May, aren't we? Are we you are. May? Yeah. What? What? What day are you? Um, twenty fifth. Okay, 29th. 29th, Yeah. Yes. So just after, just after, good things coming in. But June looks fruitful. I, I keep getting the word fruitful, so you must be gaining something from it. Cool. That's exciting. Wow, <laughs> that was amazing. Seriously spot on every single thing that you said. That's I love how specific you got to because obviously I I'm not there yet when, when I read. I just kind of go with it. But like with I used to be saying I used to be saying it, it's questioning it, isn't it? I, I used to question yes. everything. Now I just go with exactly what I'm getting. I just I call it fluent. I just go with it and that, that's what we get and it's usually it works out better that way I don't think about it it's crazy though my friend vegan's gonna freak out when she sees that you said screenplay that's so wild nobody <laughs> knows that I'm writing a screenplay I haven't told I've I mean I've told maybe a few people but that's not something that people know so that's very cool not something in England in Little Burnley <laughs> yeah I love it okay well before we finish up I'd love if you could tell everyone where they can find you on Facebook YouTube yeah, yeah. just tell them all your socials yeah uh, I'm on Divinely Guarded with Love Tarot on Facebook and okay. um, Divinely Guarded with Love on Instagram okay. and Divinely Guarded with Love on YouTube so keep it Plain and simple. Divinely guided with love. You'll find me everywhere. <laughs> awesome. And if they wanted to book a session with you, um, where yeah. would they book it? Just again, my website, easy as www.divinelyguidedwithlove.co.uk. Okay, great. That's easy. And do you do people overseas? Like, would you do people in Canada or America? Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of my clients now are overseas um, since this lockdown, to be honest. Um, awesome. I think we've branched out. So America, Australia. Where, where are you, sorry? Yeah, I'm Canada. I'm in Toronto. You're in Canada. Um, that's so weird. I, I, I said somewhere in Canada. Were they in Reiki? Where, where did I say? Mo- Montreal. Oh, Montreal. Yeah, that's cool. It's I don't know where it popped up from. I kept. I, I said to him, "What? Where's Montreal? Uh, we were both on about casinos or something. I don't know what we we're on about. <laughs> but, um, don't know where that come from. Um, but yeah, um, I read for a lot of people, France. So I just do it like this. We can do Zoom calls, WhatsApp calls, Facebook Messenger, Instagram Messenger. Okay. I can just do it like this. Live readings by chat. Fabulous. Okay. Well, I know you're going to get lots of people coming to you from this because you have been a fantastic guest. Thank you so, so much. And man, if if you're down, I'd love to have you back sometime because this has just been so fun. There's so many questions that I still have. I would love to have talked about numerology and whatnot and life paths. So if you're down, I'd love to have you back sometime. (laughs) yeah definitely definitely I love numbers (laughs) yeah same same well actually you know I'm fine before we finish do you know anything about the eight life path the life path eight is is the karmic path it's the um it's the one up from the tesla code to me so the eight is about karmic situations so the eights are analytical it's about being spiritually aware but also analytically aware um Who's the last cafe? Is that your partner? No, it's me. 
Are you a life of eight? Yeah. I wouldn't know. I would have put you down as a life of three. What's a three? <laughs> the, the communicator. Oh, interesting. No, I'm, I'm an eight. He, my, my boyfriend's a seven, I believe. Ah, that so the seven is the Tesla cord. What's your date of birth? 29. Yeah. May 29th, 1990. 1990. Oh, you are, yeah. Laugh half eight. So, laugh half eight, it's about ending karmic cycles, opening up new things. So, probably in one of your past lives, you wouldn't have had the, um, you'd have been scared to death of showing yourself on camera and that that cafe is it's uh it's a spiritual one it's an old soul mm. so it is an old soul and you're probably getting more and more further on to the point of where you don't care what people think what you look like what you sound like what you, you know you've been through all that you've probably finished your karmic ones you you finish your karmic lessons so eight's a good in between I'd say I like the life of eight. Sevens, I think they struggle because it's like the te- they're very spiritual, but they they need facts. They've got to see it. It's got to you know it's it, it's the Tesla thing to me. It was how spiritual was Nikola Tesla, but yeah. he wanted to prove it to everybody. He wanted to prove the existence of energy and things like that. Eights is more like yeah, I don't need to prove it. You know, I believe in karma. I believe in karmic lessons. And then you move on. So I'm a last half 11. So maybe next time I'll come back as a 22 or a 33. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll give me a time off and I'll get to stay over there. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think as I'm out, I'm coming back in. <laughs> oh, very cool. So interesting. I where Where do you learn about that sort of thing? Because that's, yeah, that's so interesting to me. Numerology just popped in my head one day. I started seeing numbers all the time um, to the point like 1111. I think I'm on 19th day today. Okay. I, whenever I see 1111, I write it down. So I'm, I think I am on actually the 19th day of seeing 1111. And I if see I don't 23. Think 23 is. Yeah, I see it so all the time. You've got your twos for your balance. Uh, you've got threes about manifestation. It's also protection. It's also the whole trinity body, man, and spirit, but two and three is five, which is about changes, making changes. So you're manifesting changes, which are protected. So the changes that you're making are going to, will be good. They'll they'll be fruitful because you've got your two and your three. Oh, that's very interesting. I've seen 23 almost every single day, multiple times a day since I actually came to England. I was in um, Hebden Bridge in 2015 and my grandmother passed away. Well, I mean, years before that, but she, um, she would always forget her birthday. She thought it was March 23rd. So oh. it, it, I ended up finding out that it's the 22nd. She all, she just would always forget, but she would tell people, yeah. So she would tell people it was the 23. So I usually at the beginning, I started to associate seeing it as if I was seeing her. And I did yeah. deeply feel that that was the case, but then it just kept happening. And as I've gotten spirit, more spiritual, I've come to this realization of, I don't think it's necessary her always. I think it's also a message, but I've never really quite understood what it is when I see it. So interesting yeah. to hear that. You'll, you'll probably find that it starts to change now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Once yeah. you understand. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. 
Darn Most it. definitely. Mark 13, and I'm looking at my phone now, 13 minutes past. Oh, oh, oh I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's so Yeah, funny. 13, divine feminine energy. So, oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so, so much for coming. This has been so You're wonderful. And I want to end on this note. I have a little motto for the podcast called, um, called, why am I saying that? Um, it, it is <laughs> the grass is always greenest where you are right now. So, um, it's just like a little fun message to, I, I like to say at the end of every show, because it's a good reminder to, you know, try to live in the present and be grateful where you're at. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. So. Gratitude is the attitude. Right. It is. I think it is the key to life personally. One. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I loved recording it. It was so, so fun to do. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being on the show. Man, oh man. I am so, so thrilled and I would love to have her back at some point. Um, She was just fantastic. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you want to watch the video version, it will be up on my YouTube channel in just a few days. Just head on over to youtube.com slash Melissa Malati. And that's where you can find the video version. And you can actually see her do the card reading for me and see me (laughs) react live. Watch my jaw drop. Anyways, I love you guys so, so much. Stay tuned for another episode coming up next week. Oh, it will be the fabulous episode with John Gray. Finally, I'm finally posting it. Holy moly, it's taken me a million years. If you haven't listened to the first episode with John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, he was amazing and he came back on the show in November and I just haven't got around to sharing it with you all. So I'm going to be doing that next week on Tuesday. Set your alarms, get excited. Well, don't set your alarm because I'm always like random when I post the episodes. It's not very consistent in terms of the time. Sometimes I post it in the morning. Sometimes I post it in the evening. I kind of just go with it. (laughs) Go with how I'm feeling. So stay tuned. I'm giggly today. Stay tuned for that, but it will be up next Tuesday. So um, look forward to seeing that episode or hearing that episode. And then, of course, I will share the video version of that on YouTube in the future as well. Also, if you want to join the Discord channel and be a part of this fabulous Namaste community, we talk about what we're grateful for on there. We meditate together. We share our successes together. It's such an awesome goal-oriented community. If that sounds like something you'd love to be a part of, download the Discord app and then click the link in the description box below. There will be a link to my Discord and you can join and be my friend. Let's be besties. All right, guys, love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like and share with a friend that you think will also enjoy this podcast. Love you, love you, love you. Sending you so much love, light, and motivation to go and slay at your goals. Namaste. 